Welcome to Sin 315. We're here to encourage and equip Christians to engage in the adventure of sharing Jesus with those that God puts into their life. And we're so glad you're here. Matt, I got a story for you. Let's hear it. This is a gonna this one's fun. This one's been 25 years in the making. Okay. So this is going to be hopefully an encouragement to people who have had friends for a long time, mm-hmm. even if they don't know why they're still friends over that long period of time, <laughs> and what God might do. Okay. So I got a buddy. We played in the gym business together, real fit guy, very smart guy, he's got his teaching credential. Our guest is thinking that this is about him. So. <laughs> we'll get to you. When you said real fit guy, I was, you know, I was Yeah, always, because we've yeah. played together. Hey, everybody, Jim Self is hanging out with us, and eventually we'll get a chance to talk, I'm sure. <laughs> so anyway, he's the kind of friend, and other people that are listening probably have this kind of friend, where when he sees a Christian bumper sticker, he goes, hey, Kev, what does this mean? <laughs> and he stopped me once. We get together for lunch, like maybe once or twice a year now because he's in Bow and I'm down here. And he's a voracious reader, mm. as am I. That's one of the things we talk That's about. That's a great thing, too. It can be, depending <clears throat> on what you're reading. <laughs> <laughs> but he says, Kevin, I've been reading the Bible. Now, he is kind of an Irish Catholic atheist, if people that are listening, there'll be people that understand this. He likes the ritual of the Catholic Church, but he says he's an atheist. So it's kind I, of kind of a C.S. Lewis kind of guy in the old days. I yeah. hope so because I just sent him the C.S. Right. Lewis biography. All reluctant, right. very, cool. very cool convert. And the reason I sent it to him because I don't beat up on this guy. I listen to him. We have conversation, and I tell mm-hmm. him about my life, and it has a lot to do with Jesus. So anyway, he calls me up a little while ago. And as far as I can tell, he doesn't listen to the show, so I'm not saying any names. Sometimes I get in trouble. (laughs) He says, dude, I think last night I broke my foot. And in the next day or so, could you take me to the emergency room? Next day or so. Yeah, yeah. he's tough as nails. All my friends are. (laughs) Just like Jim's. I hear you. I hear you. And so I go, I'm on my way. So I drive up to Poway, which if you're in some other part of the country, it's a little bit of a drive, maybe 45 minutes or so, depending on which way you go. So I go up there and I take him to the uh, ER to get his foot looked at. You know, it's a process. Jim, you know something about Kaiser. Mm. And so we'll talk (laughs) about that too. So I take him there and we get him checked in and triaged. He's not close to death, so he's not getting in anywhere quick. For a long time, yes. And then they take the x-rays and then it's going to be up to three hours before a doctor gets to take a look at these x-rays. And he goes, I might have a ride home. I said, okay, so I got to get some work done. So I'm going to go back to work, another 45 (laughs) minutes back to work. And then if you don't have a ride, bro, I'm right there for you. And so he gets out in about an hour and a half, something like that. And so I drive back up and pick him up. And he goes, uh, you know what? I owe you. I owe you. And I go, this is not that big a deal, man. You do this for me. And he's like shaking his head. Maybe not. Maybe I would, you know. And he said, I just want to ask you a question. Would you do my eulogy? I said, bro, it's your foot. It's broken. You got more to tell him? And he goes, well, I did have my numbers taken. You know, they looked at my blood and everything. And so I'm not doing some of the things that I used to do. And I go, is there anything wrong? And he goes, no, this guy is a, a, a great waiter. He's a waiter at a really good ah. restaurant. And so he was subbing out a side job. He's doing food at a memorial. And he said, I just want somebody to say something nice about me. <laughs> oh, gosh. And I went, okay, first of all, bro, the answer is yes. But, man, oh, man, 
and he knows me, so he knows it's my heart. Mm. I said, I would feel so much better if I knew where you were going. Exactly. Mm. You have never given me a decent reason why Jesus isn't your Lord and Savior. And for the first time in our relationship, which is decades, he goes, I'll think about that. I'll mm-hmm. consider that. What an opening, right? Yeah, and just out of relationship and sticking with it, you guys. Stick with it. Kenny Ebert is a Christian. His <laughs> wife prayed for him for 35 years, and he's an awesome Christian. He's like an usher. Right. Come on. So don't give up on people. And what I did is I said, listen, I'm going out of town, but would you watch this? And it was Reluctant Christian, hmm. C.S. Lewis's conversion. It was pretty well done. And then let's get together for lunch and talk about it. He goes, okay, I'm buying lunch. Very cool. So I'll be praying for my unnamed buddy. Yeah, we'll do. Because yeah. Matt got to lead his friend to the Lord, mm. and the compelling reason is because he loved him, and he just couldn't stand not to at least share yeah. Jesus yeah, with him. Yeah, and it started by doing favors, like I took him to the airport and things like that. You know, I was available to him and just opened the door, you know. And we want thousands and thousands of these. Millions. We do. do. By the way, Matt has a really good voice, doesn't he? He does. Well, he took voice lessons or something. I did not. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, you sound better in my ear than when we just hang out. This is real good. I think there's some bass he's turned on. (laughs) Everybody sounds good today. (laughs) Yeah, they do. Okay, Jim Self. This is the deal. This is my introduction to Jim Self. uh, Am I going to cry? Probably. You're good at that. You're uh, weepy. So when I really, I think, got closer to you long ago, I went to the same church. And for some reason, I was in charge of ushers, greeters, shuttle dudes, and stuff like that. Uh And I dumped your wife off the back of my shuttle. I remember that. Yeah. That's before (laughs) her bad accident. Yeah. I had nothing to do with her bad accident. (laughs) But I was like, petrified because this is a beautiful woman and oh my gosh i've broken her i'm sure this is terrible she just hadn't sat down yet everybody that drives shuttles wait till they sit down and then she bounces back up and i find out she's jumped out of airplanes about two thousand times oh my gosh so i didn't feel so bad anymore yeah she was uh, on one of those teams where they fly and they jump out and they fly all over the place in the air. And then they land and live. And then they land and live, yeah. exactly. Yeah, I picked the right young lady <laughs> to dump off the back of my cart. So fast forward, Jim Self, for some reason, decides that he wants to come watch me do an Ironman. Oh, yeah. And so it was a 7.3 oh Ironman. And uh, he saw how much fun I was having. And he said... I want to do that. Well, no, 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 that, that's not what happened. Oh, no, okay, no. good. Thank goodness you're here to clear up the story. What did happen, Jim? What happened? Well, it was you and Jim Bennett did it. I think Jim Bennett was on the seat, yeah. was it? And I watched you guys, you know, the three different events and everything that you went through, and it was just magnificent. You talk about being drawn in. I saw the blood, sweat, and tears that went into it, but I was just so impressed with the utter just exertion that went into it and i could see all the work that went up to it you know just by watching you guys and everything and 
So it was magnificent. So I figured I maybe I should try something like that and you for did. a little while. Well, and knowing your background, this is like Rocky. Jim Self was a professional oh. baseball player. I was the tease of professional baseball. <laughs> okay. Rocky was, he was the real deal. So. Yeah, Rocky yeah. is the real deal, yeah. isn't he? Yeah. God bless you, Rocky. Amen. So then Jim starts hanging out with Jim Bennett, my other buddy, and Tom Guerrero, Tommy, and yeah. Filthy Rich. <laughs> His name is Rich. He's not filthy. He owns a beer bait and burgers down at the bay uh, literally yeah. rich guy and we're trying to have you ever been you there back. i have not been there it's pretty good yeah i'm gonna go <laughs> i want rich to listen to this episode <laughs> he is fun and so you started swimming with us <clears throat> and you went to the shores and swam across yeah. uh, to the shores with us which that's yeah. a mile and I didn't go back. I went across. I wasn't but you guys tell went back. That part. As I recall, <laughs> Jim Bennett being a big shot engineer in hotels got somebody to shuttle us back <laughs> from the other side. We obviously, as people can tell, have had a lot of fun yeah. together. Well, yeah, actually, the whole swimming thing we were doing at Grossmont High School mm-hmm. with our in the old, dark in, in the dark with our old swimming coach Christy. And she actually taught me to swim. I didn't know how to swim oh, when I yeah. went there. It was crazy. She's a great coach. Yeah, yeah. she was wonderful. This is the thing, and this does have something to do with evangelism, okay? (laughs) So when you're doing a master swim program, these are all people that are 40 and older, and some of them have age group world records, Yes, but we don't. (laughs) So there's the fast end of the pool, and then there's the very slow end of the pool, and that's where we swam. And there were all sorts of ladies that swam with us as well. And they all fell in love with Jim Self. (laughs) And I was going, okay, we have to unleash this magic on Scent 315. How do you get, like, what was the name of the Scottish woman? Oh, what was her name? Little tiny lady. She's probably 80 by now, but I can't remember her name. I don't remember. I remember but her she was perfume. Great. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> okay. it, would, it would waft. She would walk into the compound and it would waft all over it's the place. It's like 5 o'clock in the morning in the dark. But she was you wonderful. You could see it floating on top of the water when she jumped in. <laughs> well, Tom and I went back, my other training partner, went back about a month or so ago hmm. And they're all asking for you. <laughs> they don't remember who we are. They go, oh, yeah, you were the church guys. And didn't you do someone's wedding? Well, no, I did Christie's uh, funeral. Her husband, yeah. Rodney, he died. Yeah. I did his funeral. He swam with us. Yeah, yeah he was great. They didn't. There's another pastor that was there. Now I, I didn't even get invited to go to Rodney's memorial. So I want to talk about that a little mm. bit because you really have a way of, I won't say weaseling your way into their life. There's a better way to say it. Uh, you have a great way of just connecting with people yeah. and having fun. And what's that all about? I think part of it is there's a heritage. And my father was the same way, and he was wonderful. Not a believer, but he was just, he could just you'd meet him and he would instantly he was your friend and i learned that from him i think but what i've learned over the years is not to be judgmental because mm. these people some of them were some of them weren't christians i think i'm not sure and all that but just be there and be fr- a friend to them yeah and be interested in their lives because i get to hear some really cool stories about lives and all that and i think that's that's a lot of it i'm just available is what mm-hmm. I am. And I carry that over into my Christian walk yeah. and with people and all that and everything. Because I've thought about that over the years. My wife would go, well, you've, you've already been here three minutes and you know everybody already. <laughs> They're loaning you money. Exactly. You know, <laughs> and you go, well, I like them. That's part of it. 
there was years ago, I'll probably start crying now, but years ago I asked the Lord to give me a picture of people on how he sees them, mm. right? What he did was amazing because I instantly started seeing people as children, his children. And you know how you, you, know, you love little kids. You, know, you have grandkids and, and kids and all that. And you, know, you just love little kids. And that's how I am able to see people now. Heart to heart really is what it really is. And so I can relate to them because I am a child. <laughs> there we go. Okay. <laughs> and it's just, there's an instant heart to heart thing that God has given me for people. And I can feel, I have a bit, a bit of a prophetic edge to my life. I can see things, I can feel things in their lives that they haven't told me. And then I'll say something, oh, what, you know, how'd you know that or whatever type of thing. But there's a connection that the Lord has given me. Our Heavenly Father has given me, and I'll explain that in a second. Our Heavenly Father has given me for human beings, okay, for the rest of us. And it's really cool. So this Heavenly Father yes, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm waiting, man. I okay. want to hear this. Well, <clears throat> I have a friend, Jeff Morgan. I don't know if you know him or not. He's my friend. He I is. I love yeah. and respect Jeff Morgan. Jeff Morgan is my uh, Bible go-to guy. He's one of the, the smartest Bible guys I've ever met in my life. Cool. And, and all that. He was talking the other day in, uh, I forget, it was something from, uh, he's going through the Proverbs right now. And so today is the 14th, so he was... And I started doing it as well. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I, I've, cool. I've prayed through the Psalms forever, but this is the first time I ever did it with uh, Proverbs. And so he said there was something that touched him, I forget which, is probably Proverbs 10 or 11 because it was a few days ago, that said, okay, let's say you're going to pray for your food at lunchtime. So we go, Lord, please, blah, 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 right? But he said, no, I don't think that's how it's supposed to be. I think it's supposed to be our Father, you know, the Lord's Prayer, our Father. And what did Jesus do? He would always go up on the mountain to be with his Father. Mm -hmm. You know, and it talks about it all the way through John, which is my favorite book in the Bible. Our Father, okay. F Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name. And then you do the prayer. Mm -hmm. That's how I do my prayers now. Yeah, right. As of for the last few days. Our Father, in Jesus' name. And then I'll pray whatever I'm going to pray, and then I'll end it in Jesus' name. There's a connection between the Father and the Son. I love it. And we are, you know, sons and daughters yes, of are. the Most High God. Doesn't that blow you away? It does. You know what it reminds <laughs> Incredible. me of? It reminds me, I have a beautiful daughter who does not live within 15 minutes of me, <laughs> and I miss That's her. That's her her fault. Uh, yeah. well, she moved away, and I'm going to go get her. Good. <laughs> and she refers to the Holy Spirit as Holy Spirit. Yes. Holy Spirit. She says yes. his name. Yes. Not this mystical yeah. thing, not the thing. Yeah. And she says, yeah, Holy Spirit and I were talking and everything, and I think it's the same way. It's the it's same thing. personal. Yeah. Yes. There is a Father and a Son <laughs> and Holy Spirit. So, you know, that whole thing on the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit lives in us. Does that blow you away? Yeah, I know yes. I'm talking to a mighty Christian here, but it's <laughs> Matt, it, you know, it still it's, blows Matthew, me away. It's it's magnificent, and I try to get that across to people all the time. You know, God lives in you. Let's have some reverence here. He's living in you, and He picked you, yeah. you lowly little finite human being. <laughs> he picked you 
to live in you and to teach you and to encourage you and show you all the wonders of God's kingdom and everything. And it's mind-boggling. It's magnificent. It's more than we give it credit for Mm. and understand, but to sit and ponder it, it makes our lives an entirely different thing. (laughs) Over the years, I've gone through processes of, of spending time with the Lord, and I have a neat story that I'll tell you in a little minute. But now I'm into this whole thing of silence and solitude, okay? Actually, our church, we're going through like 10 different disciplines of yeah. Christians. Oh, so yeah. good. Isn't good job, John Hoffman. Good job. Amen. Hallelujah. And anyway, so silence and solitude is one of the things. So I went, you know, Dallas Willard and I unbelievable. Oh, my goodness. Dallas Willard. And there's a couple of other people that have written. A, a, Richard Foster. Richard Foster. Oh, my goodness. On this whole subject, right? Yep. Silence and solitude. So I started to explore it and find out what it's all about. And really what it is, you put yourself in a position in a quiet place, and hopefully it's as quiet as it can be, but it's just going to be with the Father, Mm -hmm. okay? Just be with the one who created you, who loves you, and thinks you are wonderful and all that. Doesn't really need us, but he wants us. There's a whole different thing there. And so I spend an hour a day just being quiet and listening, okay? Waiting for whatever he wants to say to me, okay? Sometimes there's these magnificent things that come out. I listened to Grant Crary the other day in his four-year experience with God. I'm, I'm you going, go to church with that I guy, know, I, don't I you? And he's a good friend, and I'm going, well, how come I don't get some of this? <laughs> <laughs> like his wife, Jillian, said oh, the same yeah, thing. Oh, yeah, exactly. I want some. Oh, she's magnificent as well. Just to be... In his presence, you know, disciplining yourself to sit down in a nice, quiet place with it's just you and him. Your wife is asleep when it's dark and the dog's not barking and all that stuff. And you might hear a hoot owl. We just moved, recently moved up to Alpine. Yeah. So just to be quiet with God and listen to him and let him talk to you. And, you know, I say that, let him. I say that with fear and intrepidation, right? If I don't open my heart, it's not going to happen. We don't give God permission. He's God. Mm -hmm. What we do is we give Him opportunity by willingness and obedience. Exactly. So one of the things with what you said about just caring about people, loving people, listening Mm. to people, that's the way He made you, like He made your dad. Exactly. And then... The way the Holy Spirit gives out gifts. Holy as people, Spirit gives out as Holy Spirit. I've got to work on that. I've only got about sixty years of this, and it's supernatural gifting. Mm-hmm. Okay, so first of all, there's a is proclivity the right word? There's this yeah. way that you're made. This is how yes. you're set. This is your bent. Mm-hmm. And then here's some supernatural gifting. Yeah. And then there's if you quiet yourself, if you just sit and listen to Him. Your entire life has this outpouring and has this, well, I want some of that. Mm -hmm. There's something going on here, person who's far from God, but God's not far from them. And I think that's something where, for me, it goes into he's not a respecter of persons. Mm -hmm. Because everybody isn't going to be like Matt, isn't going to be like you, isn't going to be like me, but they can be like them. There you go. The way that God created (laughs) them. Preach it, brother. I need some background music. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) 
And it really can. That's why when we keep saying on the episodes about this adventure, mm. it really is. It's a different life. It's yes. a different depth and a different height. And it's extraordinary. And that's how he intends it. There's nothing boring about Jesus. Yeah. And, you know, and that proclivity, as you say, I've noticed it when we moved from Foothills Church where we were there for 25 years and we made a decision to move to the Grove and there wasn't you know it was just it was a good decision there wasn't any animosity anything nothing like that at all yeah the groves are like our baby brother <clears throat> exactly, you know, exactly that's our church plant and it's extraordinary church oh my goodness yes but it's a very young church young demographically there's a lot of college students there and mm-hmm. there's probably 60 percent college students that are there and they're overall they're very hungry for the things of god oh, so yeah. i walk in this old crusty old looking guy with this white beard and white hair and all that over the years i had a little bit of a i guess i built a reputation with the grove because they would have me come and speak to their leadership and do some uh <laughs> what they called the stuff you know it was basically i'd have words for people and that kind of thing right and all that so i had a little bit of a reputation but it's amazing to me these young people because we have a um discipleship program that we've started about maybe a year or so ago and um, they're flocking to this thing they want to be they want to be discipled because we have this you know this there's a proclivity of a christian church to bring people in but what do we do with them we don't do anything with them after that so we're trying to build a thing where we just we bring these people into a place of closeness to jesus christ and what does that mean but I have these young people, young guys is what I work with, and they're 20, 21, 22, and they're just, they flock like I'm some kind of a guru type of thing. Mm-hmm. And I look at them and go, dude, you'd have no idea where I'm from. You have no idea what my life was like. And anyway, it is magnificent because I can see the life of Jesus Christ in these young men and young women. And it's so exciting. I'm 73 years old now, right? my time of life there's more um jesus going on in my life than ever in my yeah, whole life i get it and i love it and part of it is i get to feed into these young men and women the life of jesus christ right you're talking about that whole thing of proclivity to be around people and they know who you are and you know who they are and all that stuff and you make friends easy and all that stuff it's been so useful that proclivity so to speak i'm going to use that word again probably that it has opened up doors that i never thought would ever be opened in my life because i'm thinking okay i'm 73 you know i'll try this new church thing out and maybe you know but i am so involved now it's unbelievable yeah i was involved before but it's a whole different personal thing now that god has brought me into with these young people and all that so well, it's so refreshing and energizing in a couple of different ways i see it number one when you're seeing younger people mm. who are hungry for yeah. god but who isn't excited when they see that oh my happening goodness, yes. and to be a part of it yeah and the other thing is i know his mercies are new every morning mm-hmm. but people get saved it's just ah. as fresh as the day that you and i gave our life yeah. to him yes that's kind of the testimony of how true and real and dynamic it is because he's 
always calling people to himself. And I don't know if you heard Miguel. I did. I listened to it. Well, Miguel's like so cool because he's this young guy and he's on fire for Jesus. He's fresh and open. It was magnificent. And, And you know what? I think you would agree. I have never loved God more oh, or yes. been more on fire for him mm. than I am right now. Yes. And someday I'll be as old as you. I know, someday. I'm not far <laughs> behind. And I want to talk about that because we've got a lot of different types of people and different stations in life that mm. are listening. And people have to be particularly gifted to do junior high work. Yeah. <laughs> To do different things, right? Mm-hmm. We're all called. We're all equipped and all of that. So you stepped in at some point a few years ago, you stepped into being a chaplain mm-hmm. at a hospital. Right. And I've got a couple of other buddies that do it. Some are chaplains in law enforcement as cool. well. And it's a very special mm-hmm. opportunity. And I want you to talk about that for a couple of different reasons. There are people who are listening who have people that are in the fourth quarter, yeah. you know, the people that are in their life that they love mm-hmm. and it's it's getting towards the final at bat. Right. So, what was that like? I know you're not doing that full time anymore. You're kind of yeah, retired from I'm that, retired. What yeah. was it like? It was one of the most exciting, magnificent, hard things, difficult things that I've ever done in my life. I was with Kaiser for, I don't know, 14 years, something like that, a hospital chaplain. And I got to see wonderful things, bad things, good things, all kinds of stuff. But I came to a place of understanding that I am light. I am the light of Jesus Christ, right? And I would walk into the hospital with that heart mentality, so to speak, okay? And knowing in my heart of hearts that somebody was either going to get saved today or healed or there was going to be a process of those things beginning, okay? Because I understand that I'm a seed planter as well and all that. So I'd walk through the doors of the hospital, knowing, not with some kind of prideful thing, but knowing in my heart of heart that I'm a light here, okay? And I might be the only pastor slash Christian slash, you know, guy that is going to give you some oomph from the, for the kingdom built of God. I might be the only guy that these people are ever going to see. <clears throat> and that would include patients, it included my fellow workers, it included all kinds of staffing, doctors, social workers, you name it. I, I was able to have an effect, is that the right word, effect, on those people and everybody in that hospital. And it came out of a knowing in my heart of hearts, like I said, that I walk as a light of Jesus Christ, okay? So I'd walk in there, not pr- full of pride, but full of knowing that God was going to do some wonderful things through my life. And everything from uh, watching people die to uh, encouraging them in their faith. And whether they had been to church in the last 20 years, the last two minutes type of thing. And I worked with every religion, every non-religion you can think of. It was all there. But I never had any problems of not being able to relate to people yeah. okay, and all that. And so anyway, it just became a place of understanding that God is going to do some great things because of my faith in Him. Okay, does that make sense? Mm -hmm. It does to me. And you don't have to be a hospital chaplain Mm -hmm. to understand that. If you can get that, if the people that are listening get that, I bring the light. I'm a light. He's called me 
to be salt and light. And so let's go do that. Let's go do it. Yeah. Exactly. Well, the cool thing is I get paid to do it too, so that was cool. <laughs> yeah, there, that is, there is that. <laughs> Man. Jim, two things. One is I would like you to share what's on your heart for the people that are in this family, this yeah. Scent 315 family, yeah. this maybe this somebody's first time ever listening. I want you to share what's on your heart for that person that you're yeah. talking to. And then... I want you to pray for him. Okay. My heart for you is that you would really come to a, a, an intimate relationship with God, with Jesus Christ, the one who says, the only way to the Father is through me, okay? To really understand what that means, not in a legalistic way, but in a heart way the way that he created you. He created you magnificently and wonderfully. You know, King David says that we are made magnificently, okay? But to come to an understanding that he really does love you and understands who you are and what you're all about, he made you before your mother and father ever decided to get together, just to get to a place of healing, for one thing. Because whatever has gone on in your life, uh, it's gone. It's past. It's not there any longer. And to get to a place of understanding that you don't need to have that stuff hang on you anymore. To begin to believe truth instead of lies about who you are and what you're all about. There's a new author out there called John Mark Comer. Have you heard of John Mark Comer? He has a book. It's called Live No Lies. It's a magnificent book. Everybody should read that book. Like I say, just to come to a place where your past doesn't dictate who you are any longer. It's what Jesus Christ dictates who you are and how he feels about you and what he says about you. You know, it says that he stands at the throne room of God, at the right hand of God, the Father, and says, this is what Jim Self is. This is what Kevin Miller is. And, you know, Satan stands, goes up there and accuses us. And we do have an enemy. We need to yeah. find out how to fight that enemy. I know you guys just recently had the Freedom Conference, which is a magnificent teaching tool and all that. So just to get to a place of relax, know that God's in control and the world is not in control. So just let him love you and learn how to love the way he loves. That's what I would tell people. And that's what you just <laughs> did. All right, Amen. pray for him. Let's send him <clears throat> off. Holy Father, Mm -hmm. In Jesus' name, we come before you and we say yes to the plans and purposes that you have for every human being out there listening to this podcast or who will be listening to this podcast, Father. Give them hope. Give them graciousness. Give them newness in their lives. Give them eyes to see and ears to hear what you would have them see and hear, Father. Open up supernatural uh, pathways for each one of them into your kingdom. Help them to see what your kingdom is all about and help them to become people who step into your kingdom and who build your kingdom as well. Bless them with your presence and your hope and your love. I thank you for, uh, for this opportunity. Thank you now in Jesus' holy name. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Bye-bye. <laughs>